When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am Kermit the Frog here. Brandon Karam is not with us. And by Kermit the Frog, I mean Garrett Cole, because why are there so many? Songs about rainbows and what's on the other side. And Siri is now turning on for me with that wonderful rendition of Rainbow Connection, and she turned on twice. Once when I said, I don't know what I said during that whole thing that got her tipped off, but in the second part mentioning her name, she decided to make a secondary appearance. But we are here, we are rolling, and I don't even know at what point. This is just going to be, this is the new intro. Yep, this is this is the new intro from now on, where we're just going to find some way not to get through it. Um, I'm not going to show my true colors here on this show in terms of what type of content I listen to, because a lot of people would definitely laugh, but there is an old YouTube series that I watched where they never once got through the actual intro after the first episode, uh, or at, or in the episodes where they did, things went severely wrong. So that's our own little fun rendition of that here. But we are going to go ahead and jump on into this great day in baseball, a great two days in baseball. Three stories here, of course, the two CS matchups, and then we're going to talk a little bit about Joe Madden, because I was listening to his interview on the Dan Patrick show the other day, and honestly, it was quite fascinating the way he went about things, the way he, you know, approached baseball at this point, especially for a guy like him with his reputation, with his background as a manager, to hear the type of things that are going to be in the book of Joe the book that he is putting together and his general, you know, sentiment towards the game at this point. Um, I, I thought it was pretty interesting, so I'm going to react to that at the end. But let's jump into the big story here as the Yankees fall down three games to nothing with 
a nothing short of a disappointment here against the Houston Astros at home. They go to the Bronx. They have Garrett Cole on the mound and get downright outclassed by a team we knew was superior, but they aren't or shouldn't be this superior. When you look at this roster, they shouldn't be this superior, and it comes down to mentality. Let's start by addressing, you know, the lead to this show. Garrett Cole, five innings, five hits, three earned runs, but five total runs go across the board on him with seven strikeouts. Um, I struggle to, I can't call this a terrible game, but for a player of his caliber, this is certainly a bad game. You know, this, here you are two ga- down two games and you need something special out of the guy. And he definitely did not show up. That's one thing we do know for certain. I'm not going to call it, I-, I can't call it a bad game, but it certainly was not a good game. And you need to expect greatness out of Garrett Cole at this point in the season, at this point in his career. These are the moments he's supposed to be there for. This is the moments that we were talking about last series where I'm like, you know, I'll put away the he's a playoff choker conversation for now. You know, I don't think any doors necessarily until you're winning world series. I don't think any door really necessarily closes for that, but I'll put that conversation aside. Now it becomes a question of, is he worth the money he was given? And this is another reminder of not yet. And it's becoming harder and harder for him to be, because when you pay a guy $300 million, especially in New York, you're expecting him to be among the greats for your franchise or else it's a failure. You don't just toss away that money for nothing. And so far, you know, Stanton, yes, they didn't give him that money willingly. They traded for that money, but they still took on that contract. And I would say he has been far more worth the money given than Garrett Cole has been so far. He's put up the numbers. He's put up the performances when they've mattered. And I mean, on a not-so-impressive group, he's the third-best performer in this postseason. And this is with him having a career low. I can't actually say career low. I'm kind of speaking out of my butt here. But lower batting average than we are used to seeing out of Mike Stanton and finds ways to continue to you know, perform. Yes, this is a career-low batting average this season, 211 batting, 297 on base this year, but still, you know, Still is able to put up 31 home runs, puts up 78 RBIs throughout the season, and more importantly, steps up in the postseason when it really matters. He's been far more worth his 13 years, $325 million, than Garrett Cole has been worth his nine years, $324 million. And it's not just a matter of which number's bigger. It's a matter of what have they done? What have they done in the meaningful moments? Have they provided the value have they have they provided legend status value that's what you're looking for if you're the yankees and you're bringing in a megastar do they provide that massive value that you you know you come to expect from that organization and honestly the answer is quite clearly no here yes did did other people make it hard on him tonight yes but this was an absolutely massive disappointment from Garrett Cole. Absolutely massive disappointment. 
out of this guy who, you know, here we were hyping him up after coming out of game four of the ALDS that he was so close. He was right on the verge. He needed that one more performance for me to say, yeah, all right, I'll put the respect on his name. But then it felt like, you know, one step forward, two steps back is kind of what this feels like because it, everything about that line, everything about the, the whole game, just, yes, the line is good, but did he feel like he was in complete control of this game? It just, the one thing he did was he did really well against the top of that order. And then after that, he was just kind of there. He was existing. And I mean, you know, I think he got Jordan Alvarez three times. Um, no, he hit him with the pitch in the first inning, but got Jordan Alvarez twice. But the rest of that time, it felt like almost he was sleepwalking out there. And that can't happen. The other thing that there's two other things that can't happen that have contributed to the Cole line. But either way, I can't call this a good performance from Garrett Cole. I just can't. One of those things, and it's something you're always going to have to question because. I don't think a set number pitch count as much as I have, you know, if I were managing, I wouldn't let a pitcher start with more than 85 pitches unless, you know, obvious circumstances apply at times, but I would try to avoid bringing a guy in with 85 pitches or more on his plate, but that's not a necessarily a firm, you know, every pitcher is going to be able to go 85 and do really well. Because in this one, Garrett Cole goes into the sixth inning. He ends up leaving the game after allowing the three earned in that inning with 96 pitches. So he odds are having seen multiple batters during that inning. He definitely was under 85 going into this, but that doesn't necessarily mean that every guy, especially in the postseason when you're so frequently pitching on short rest, is physically capable of going. 85 plus sometimes they're just going to be gas sometimes it's okay to leave a guy out there i would not be all that i wouldn't be complaining all that much if he had five shutout innings in there and then turn in you turn to a bullpen that allowed one hit throughout the rest of that game you know if you turn to a bullpen that has been excellent throughout the season so it's just it's tough it's tough because as much as you don't want to pull garrett cole and you can't pull garrett cole from big games because he's your guy you're always going to have to i do i should i think i should and or i will and i think everyone should demand that that question be at least brought up every single time that a top pitcher doesn't perform well in one of these postseason games or really any game and it's their final inning that gets them should they have been out there it's uh, let's just call it the Zach Wheeler effect because that's how he lost so many games over the last couple of years. Part of it was the Phillies not being good, but I don't have, and I don't have the number here, but it feels like half the time it's because like his last inning or second to last inning when he was already up 70, 80 pitches was where he got caught. He wasn't getting caught early in games. He was getting taken until into the seventh and eighth inning. And you're not going to have that, seventh eighth inning stuff every day even if you tell yourself you can that contributes so much to his 10 losses in 2021 
which, you know, who knows? I think there's definitely, there's very much an argument to be made that this guy's a Cy Young winner had it not been for him being taken way too long. If he has 20 less innings in 2021, he could have walked away with that. I definitely feel he could have walked away with that over Corbin Burns. So that's just, that's one spot that the Yankees failed Garrett Cole. The other spot they failed Garrett Cole was in that second inning. As far as I'm concerned, a top priority of baseball teams, you know, obviously you should focus on the little things first and then build out from there. A top priority of baseball teams should be making it a maximum of 27 outs. You should have 27 outs or less in the game. And I'm not even just necessarily meaning official stuff. Like, obviously, errors, yeah, that's an extra out that you have to get because that was a gimme. That was a, most of the time, that was a spot that you should have been able to make a play, help your pitcher do the right thing and get him progressing through the game. And when you don't do that, that's not entirely his fault. What happens after that? As much as he doesn't need to show up after that, you know, you can't not put, you can't take everything away from Garrett Cole on that error, like, or on the home run, like the home runs entirely on Garrett Cole. He needs to be able to respond better from that, but the runner on base, that stuff, even if he shouldn't have been in the, even if he shouldn't have been in the position, he should have still shown up afterwards, but he never should have been put in that position. And that is on the team. They do need to be held accountable for that. Um, Harrison Bader needs to be held accountable for that. Aaron Judge needs to be held held accountable for that error. But that also goes for, you know, gimme plays that don't get maximum effort or, you know, a guy just gets a bad read on a ball through the infield and a gimme gets into the outfield. Just th- those little things. That's what I count here too. A minimum of 27 outs. That's how much should be, how many should be involved in a baseball game. The Yankees didn't do that tonight. And that's a big reason why they lost. Now, the other part of this story, of course, is this lineup. They get one hit by Christian Javier, their number three pitcher in Houston. Pitching in game three, they've got their number three. You should expect, you know, at least be able to put up a fight against them, particularly with your number one on the mound. And you didn't come close. He struck you out five times. The team struck them out 11 times after they went to the bullpen. They shut you out. This is the first shutout in Yankees postseason history. If I read um, that correctly from Brian Hoach. Yeah, um, excuse me. That was a one-hit game they've never been held to. They didn't get held to one hit. They ended up getting two off of Brian Abreu. That's, you know, kind of just window dressing at that point because it's the ninth inning, you're down five, and he ended up striking two guys out anyways in that inning. So this is just, this series is over because, and Siri makes another appearance here. She's having a wonderful night, isn't she? This group of games, I should say now, because that won't set my computer ablaze. This group of games is over as far as I'm concerned. It's not just because 3-0 is such a hard spot to climb back from. Like, it's, you know, you're only going to have a handful of times where you're going to actually see somebody do that. 
especially when Justin Verlander is going to get another turn out there. Framber is going to get another turn out there. Apparently your kryptonite, Christian Javier, could end up out there, you know, with semi-reasonably for game seven. Like that's not out out of the table. Or you could see him in a relief stint. There's very limited way that you could get back into the series, but I'm just looking for them to make it, you know, respectable. I think a gentleman sweep, 100% would have been respectable, but I can't, I struggle to see that now. You've struck, struck out 43 times in the series alone. How can I, how can you as a team look at yourselves and say, we're going to go back and we're going to be better next game? We're going to be able to pull this next game out when your ace didn't show up, your lineup hasn't shown up. In fact, your lineup doesn't, hasn't just not shown up. They've been embarrassed, flat out pantsed in this series. What makes you think that in this group of games, as my computer goes off again, um, what makes you think it's going to be any different next time? And that's a hard mental spot to get over. And I don't think that's something this Yankees group can get over. Not now. And I think, you know, this is a fair question to talk about with Brandon, but I do think that this team in July has a much better opportunity and it comes down mostly to mentality. It comes down to the fight, the grit, the confidence. Honestly, that's it. The confidence. This was a gutsy, confident, uh, honestly, borderline cocky team, but they were cocky and they backed it up time and time again through July. All, all of a sudden, you basically take this month off, and I have to say it. I don't I don't want to sound you know arrogant, but I was 100% right on this. You take a month off, you can't turn that back on. Once you stop, you cannot get started again in the baseball season. And that's exactly what the Yankees did, and that's exactly what the Yankees haven't done. That's why they had to squeak by Cleveland, and that's why they're getting absolutely embarrassed against Houston. Now, on to the second point of this show. We've got the Phillies and the Padres is this game. I had no, I turned it off to focus better on what I was going to say regarding the Yankees-Houston game, and this game continues to get better and better as we go. It is currently 8-6 to six Phillies here after a bonkers fifth inning. Before we get to this fifth inning, let's catch up on what happened prior. We get another wonderful Mike Clevenger start here. He does not record an out, allows three hits, a walk, and three earned runs with a homer. That homer was for Manny Machado, his fourth of the postseason, and he he's, he got he gets yanked. He's gone, and they add another. They add another in that inning, Hassan Kim, to make that four runs. In the first, the Phillies respond. Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper. Who else? And they're right back in it. They tie it up in the fourth. And then who finally shows up? Juan Soto, the man who, you know, it, it's tough changing places. I don't think a lot of guys necessarily get comfortable right away. That's what makes this Padres team so scary because they've got so much of their core locked up. And now they just need to find, you know, get creative and continue to work around and build out the depth of this team and they can be perennial contenders because there's no way that Juan Soto stays this cold for long, and he might be heating up the last couple games of the series. Right now, he put them up 6-4 to to break the tie, and then Rice Hoskins comes back at it again. It 
honestly, this is quite the amazing run here, this dynamic duo here. Reese Hoskins, second home run of the game. Bryce Harper, second RBI double of the game, puts them ahead 7-6 before a, a drive on the ground to shallow center field by Nick Castellanos makes it an 8-6 ball game. And this is also within the context of a game that's basically been a bullpen for the Phillies after they run away, <laughs> run away screaming from Bailey Falter after one less than an inning and four earned runs allowed. They go, they get way the heck out of here. And this is a, yeah, a disappointment from him, a guy who is, you know, sub four in a year of rookie eligibility for him. You'd like to see more, but the bullpen did show up here, only allowing two earned so far. And now you've got Noah Syndergaard on the mound here in the top of the sixth. We'll see how that goes going forward. Last spot that I've got to just kind of comment, make commentary on, Joe Madden was on Dan Patrick yesterday, talking about his book, talking about the Angels and all of that. And honestly, the biggest takeaway I had from this was his mentality, his fact, his balance on analytics, I find to be quite refreshing to hear from somebody in baseball because you don't hear a lot of people saying it a lot. You either hear the people that are very pro it or very pro against it, very pro against, um, very pro or very against the analytics its place in baseball and everything. And here you have a manager who's sitting squarely in the middle. This is a guy came from Tampa, was there when they started doing all of this wild stuff. And really, you know, the analytic baseball that we know today was truly born. He was at the forefront of it. He's behind it. And he still believes in it. He made that very, very clear in this interview. Go watch it if you've got a chance. Made it very clear that he believes in analytics, but everything in its place. He is very, was very against it going into game second-by-second second de- decision-making. He was very against it being in the clubhouse and or in the clubhouse, in the dugout, the whole nine yards. I think he's 100% right here. I think we've talked about it before. You know, you need that human touch. You need to have skilled managers who know when to say die with guys, not waiting for a computer program to tell you that because baseball is a game you feel. You don't just input and output baseball. It It's a living, breathing thing. So I, I think Joe, Joe Madden's view on analytics is refreshing it's right and he's the type of guy that you know somebody needs to give him has have the balls to give him another team and give him control this is a guy who's won a world series this is a guy who started building something out of nothing with Tampa and their limited payroll for all those years and I have to question when the last time was that he was given full control of his dugout because, you know, you go from Tampa to this point and analytics just become more and more and greater and greater. And from the sounds of it, that was most likely the biggest struggle that got him fired was his unwillingness to incorporate that, whether that was right or wrong. 
is irrelevant because he probably was not given a good enough chance is what I'm willing to bet. He was not given a good enough chance to see through his vision. And I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of this team, I don't have any of this from a research stand, standpoint locked in here, but it doesn't feel like this team fits anything other than the analytical because how many of these guys, you know, not big big names, of course, the guys that they pay big money for, but there's no small money guys. It's the rich and the poor with this group. And they go and they're trying to find these analytical gems is what it honestly feels like to me. And that's been a lot of what hasn't worked for this team. That's what hasn't worked in them trying to develop a pitching staff over these last couple of years. And this lineup that just looks so disjointed at this point. I struggled to figure out exactly, you know, how much of it was Joe Madden in the beginning and now hearing the way he would like to run a team, it makes me even more. So hopefully somebody gives him a shot. He doesn't seem like, you know, he's not just desperate to get back in there. He wants to do it his way and go out. You know, if he's going to put a product out there, it sounds like he wants to do it on his terms and he's perfectly content with retirement, which he should be after a darn good career as a manager but somebody please give him a chance i want to see where this goes but that will wrap things up for mlb daily tonight stay tuned brandon and i will be back manana see you manana